Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen movie, just hit a milestone at the box office. $500 million. Holy. They're at about $539 million plus. I know I gave them at least 15 bucks last night when I went to check the film out. Jim, you saw it on the weekend as well, right? Yep. And we are going to discuss what we thought of the movie. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you may want to turn uh, turn this down. Did you like it? Yes, I did like it. But like we said earlier, the critics didn't think it was very good. And the audience thought it was great on Rotten Tomatoes. Fantastic on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was somewhere in between. Uh-huh. I, think, I think it was carried by how good Queen music is. The music was phenomenal. Music's amazing, and Queen's obviously has so many great songs. And it was also carried by Rami Malek's Freddie Mercury performance. Phenomenal. Halfway through, I had to, it sounds weird, but I had to kind of remind myself it wasn't Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And it wasn't a documentary. There's a couple moments in the film where you truly are, that's Freddie Mercury, where you catch a glimpse of him, and his face is just perfect. His attitude is spot yeah. on, and you're like, oh, that's Freddie Mercury. Yeah, it was it was really good. The teeth, I thought, were going to be distracting, but it all kind of worked. Yeah. I just felt like they, they a lot happened, but also nothing happened in the movie. Like They moved through everything super quickly. His relationship with his parents was very quick, and they didn't really get to it. His his uh, gay relationships, they didn't really get into it. His non-gay relationship like everything was like jammed in there and nothing was really explored that deeply so there was a lot in there to watch but it, it you know there wasn't that much substance 100% agree I think it could have been one of the most emotional movies ever if they had gotten more into his his personal struggles and uh, like you said his his relationships with his family even the relationship with the band this was my issue there's stuff that they flat out made up when I go to see a movie that is based on a true story mm-hmm. I want, you know, I I understand tweaking things here or there, but I want it to be fairly close to the true story. And Freddie Mercury didn't walk outside just after uh, Brian May and Roger Taylor had just fired their lead singer or their lead singer quit. And then he said, hey, I want to be a lead singer, too. Yeah, I just went, I do, but I want it. You're in. That's not how it happened. They knew each other for a while. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's just not wasn't accurate enough for me. And the big one is Queen never broke up like they do in the movie. They yeah. break up. Uh, and then they get back together right before Live Aid. Freddie Mercury didn't tell the band that he was HIV positive until like two years after Live Aid happened yeah. in real life. Because, yeah, I YouTubed like what was right and what was 100%. wrong about the movie right after I got home. And there was there was a lot of discrepancies yeah. there. Like the timeline was way off. And And the other big thing is they kind of made Freddie Mercury look like the villain. You think so? You know what I'm saying? Like he's a, all the the three other guys in Queen were portrayed as these perfect dudes, and they're just all all sitting back like, oh, gay Freddie. Yeah, but especially you and your gay stuff, Freddie. Especially Brian May, because he was one of the main producers of this one. You know, his hand was in it a lot because there was a lot of drama between him and Sasha Baron Cohen, and he was heavy handed with his. Uh, he wanted control over the film. In the movie, he's Brian May's the character where he's like, Freddie, okay, he like. 
like every he's like Mr. Rogers, the nicest guy who never gets upset in the whole movie. Yeah, they do allude to the fact that Roger Taylor cheated on his wife a couple times, very briefly, very very briefly. But you know, you're gonna show you're gonna show the negative aspects of Freddie Mercury. I would have liked to see the negative aspects of the the three living members of the band because Freddie's not here to defend himself. You know what I'm saying? And the only time the affair was brought up with the drummer Roger was when Freddie was throwing him under the bus. You know what right. I mean? Because like Freddie was still like, the bad guy. Well, nobody's asking him about his affairs or whatever. And, and I do like how they, <laughs> they had the evil gay guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he his, was whispering in his ear was like the devil on his shoulder. Yeah, Paul, Paul, the manager, or Freddie's personal assistant, who whatever he was, they they made him like such the an evil gay guy. It almost made it seem like Freddie wasn't actually gay or bisexual. It was just Paul who talked him into it. That's why I thought maybe the critics didn't like it as much because it did kind of seem like homosexuality was the devil tempting him. And and, and again, I'm sure there was a lot of struggles and perceptions of homosexuality in the 80s were a lot different than they are now. Yeah. So I, I, maybe it was it's closer to fact than, than we know, but I just... It, there was no warts on the three other members of of Queen, and like I said, Freddie's not here. He can't say, mm-hmm. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's not what happened." What about the time you did this, Roger? Hey, what about the time you did this, Brian? Mm-hmm. You know, you were a total jerk in this situation. I would have loved to see there. There was a couple scenes where the band is fighting with each other. I love that stuff. Yeah. I would have liked to know more about like the the creative differences and the battles that they had in the studio, that sort of thing. Like even when. Freddie was showing up consistently late. The band was like, oh, Freddie, you're late again. Well, we made up this new cool beat. And it just yeah. goes into positivity again. It's- and and that's, that's the other thing. It was basically the movie was like two hours of the other members of Queen saying, hey, I wrote this song. <laughs> yeah, I've got a great idea. Hey, Roger, why don't you tell us about this new song that you wrote? <laughs> Freddie Mercury didn't write all the songs, guys. We wrote some of them too. For yeah. example, I wrote this one. Roger wrote this one. They never point out, "Hey, Freddie, that song you wrote's awesome." It's the only time they point out who wrote the songs is when it's one of the living members of the band, right? Yes, you're right. It's uh, it's like John, play that new bass riff that you came up with. Do 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 do. <laughs> Overall, it was more entertaining than I thought it would be. Yes, it was a good movie, and I know we're, we're kind of crapping on it, but it was an enjoyable experience. However, looking back five years from now, it's not going to be as memorable as it could have been, I think. That Rami Malek might win an Oscar, though. Mm-hmm. His performance is that good. And they sure got the placement of the Pepsi cups in the beer right <laughs> yeah. in the Live Aid scene. Boy, was that in your face. Spot on. Hey. Remember the Pepsi cups that were on the piano? (laughs) Kudos to the prop guy. Bohemian Rhapsody still raking in the money at the box office. And the guys in Queen who, I don't know if you're aware, they wrote a lot of the songs too, the surviving members of the band. They've announced they're going back out on tour with Adam Lambert. You remember him from American Idol. They're going to reunite for their most ambitious show yet, they say. 23-day tour spanning North America. Adam Lambert says, we've been designing a brand new visual spectacle that will reframe these iconic songs 
He said, we're excited to unveil it. So Queen is hitting the road. And they may be coming to a city near you. Yeah, we're playing the fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la game, and Barb is our contestant. Happy holidays, Barb. Happy holidays to you as well. This is how the game works. We are going to call. This morning, it's a uh, Christmas tree farm out in Nova Scotia, Jim, right? Yes. Okay, so we're calling a Christmas tree farm in Nova Scotia. I'm going to put on the Christmas carol voice, (laughs) and during the conversation with whoever answers the phone... I'm going to sing Deck the Halls with Boughs of Holly. Do you think at some point, if I just keep doing that, the person on the other end is going to not be able to resist and they're going to give us back a fa la 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 We are talking about a Christmas tree farm here. They better be in the spirit of Christmas and respond. Okay, let's make a call to the uh, Nova Scotia <laughs> Christmas tree farm. Hello, Hogan Chupik. Hello, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Who am I speaking with? Well, who are you calling? I'm calling Hogan Farms. I'm looking for Christmas trees. Yeah, yeah, this is Hogan Chupik. This is it? Yes, this is us. And it's you pick, as in you pick your Christmas tree. You can, uh, yeah, you could cut your own tree, or we have some pre-cuts from our other lot that you can... uh, have also. Oh, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Mm-hmm. I, do you, how big do you go with the trees? Because I'm looking for something that'll really tickle my ceiling. Well, how tall did you want it? Ah, as tall as I can get. Okay, when would you be out to have a look? Deck the halls with boughs of holly. I, I'm thinking maybe the weekend. Okay, well... I think we have some 10, 12-footers here right now. And, uh, oh. Yep. <laughs> but and the weekend, you know, we should still have them by the weekend. And will Hulk help me cut those down? I beg your pardon? Well, Hulk, I'm just joshing you. It's a wrestling reference. <laughs> Hulk Hogan? Oh, I know that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Yeah, when you're coming, just give a call to make sure that he's here. Hulk Hogan's going to be there? Well, if you if you want help with your tree, just give a call. Okay. Who am I speaking with? It's Carol. Oh, Carol. You've been out before, have you? I have not, no, but I've heard okay. good things. Well, you're welcome to come out. and uh, But just give a call first to make sure that there will be somebody here, that, uh, like my husband or, my, or son-in-law, you know, okay. that can help you with that big tree. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Yeah, you sound like you've been in the juice. Little eggnog. I want some of what you're, you've been drinking. <laughs> Deck the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not in the mood today. The sun is not shining, so uh, I'll wait till the sun shines. Okay, well, you have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> you too. And one more thing. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Yeah, don't forget to call before you come to make sure you get help with that big tree. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> 
Okay, bye bye. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> oh no! I thought you were gonna get it. Oh, nice old lady. She sounded like Stephen Avery's mom from Making a Murderer. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> it almost sounded like two Christmas carols talking to each other. <laughs> Barb, unfortunately, you said yes. That was a big fat no. We're not in the Christmas spirit. However, we will still give you the prize if you respond to Christmas Carol. You ready? Deck the halls with bouts of holly. La 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 la. Jim, we were debating. We saw a picture of this online the other day. We were debating whether or not it was real. Turns out, yeah. It is. Somebody just paid $22,000 for Hugh Hefner's Viagra ring at auction. <laughs> <laughs> Viagra ring sounds like you may wear it somewhere other than your finger. But no, this is a like a gold ring with onyx. So it has like a black uh, face to it. And then it swivels open, has a little hinge, swivels open, and there's a compartment in this ring. Yeah. Perfect size for a, a little blue Viagra pill. Like a little diamond shape. Like yeah, it was specifically designed to hold this pill. You need that. That's not that's not the first Viagra of the evening. That's the backup. <laughs> right? You gotta be if you're in the middle of, of something and you need a little boost, you reach around her back and Flip that thing open and then, hey, what's that over there? You pop it in your mouth and then you can keep going, right? Yeah. That's so funny. It looks like a mood ring is what I would how I would describe it. it it's kind of oversized. Bit. Yeah. Somebody paid $22,000 for that ring. Who knows where it's been, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Part of the allure. Yeah. I got to say, Mick Jagger is going to enjoy it a lot, though. <laughs> Yeah, Hugh Hefner, they just uh, auctioned off a bunch of his stuff. His first uh, edition of Playboy with Marilyn Monroe on the cover sold for $31,250. That's it? You'd think, yeah, if the Viagra ring went for twenty two grand, you would think that would go for more. This is Hugh's personal copy of the very first Playboy magazine ever. His uh, smoking jacket, which is his signature look, that smoking jacket he'd wear around the house, hmm. $41,600. This is all U.S. Uh, funds as well. That's pretty cool. There's the Viagra ring. <laughs> it just, like, pops up at a little secret gate. <laughs> it would be awesome if it, like, had an ejection button, so you didn't even have to open it yourself. You just <laughs> press a button somewhere, or you, you you move your finger in a certain way. The The door swings open, and the Viagra shoots in the air, and then you can catch it in your mouth like a Smarty <laughs> <laughs> or a piece of popcorn, you know? Boing! Boom! Boing! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> An advanced Pez dispenser. Hugh Hefner's uh, vintage typewriter that he used in college to publish the first magazine sold for uh, $162,500. Wow, the, that more than the jacket and the iconic magazine? That's, that's weird. What about his sailor's cap? He always mm. rocked the sailor's cap with his pipe and some Playboy cufflinks altogether sold for $19,200. And Hefner's Hollywood Walk of Fame star sold for uh, 57600 over the weekend. I didn't realize they took those things out, so they chipped that right out of the sidewalk. 
Once you're dead, do they pull those things out? Or? Wait a second. Yeah. That's weird. Or, or I would assume maybe they'd give you a replica f- so you could take one home kind of thing, but th- that's it looks like somebody's taking a jackhammer and removed the, the Walk of Fame star. Well, they either took a jackhammer or somebody took that Viagra that was in that <laughs> ring. and. <laughs> Uh, just removing the removing the star. <laughs> We're asking. Uh, this is Jim's first Christmas in a while with uh, with a girlfriend. We're asking what he should get his girlfriend's parents for Christmas because he knows for a fact that they have gotten him at least one gift. Jim, why don't you take him to uh, the new Palisade Social Bowl? Take them bowling, play some games, have some food. That's not a bad idea. Again, I like the the activity where you guys are doing something together so you can get to know them a little bit better. That's a good call, but how do you give them that? Like, do you put it in a gift card, card and then... Gift card. Gift card and then Yeah, say, and then write in the card, hey, I want to get to know you guys a little bit better. Look to look forward to spending more time together as a family uh, in the new year. You know, <laughs> Love it. Hey, Jim, do you know if her mom likes to get her hair done or a spa? Get her a gift card. Get a dad a gift card for Canadian Tire. Or to get his card detailed or something. Good luck. Not a bad suggestion. Card detailing, always good, yeah. Jim needs to get his lady friend's parents some special brownies and a 60-ounce bottle of whiskey. What kind of party is this? Then they'll really get to know each other at Christmas dinner. Hey, FM 96. Hey, I think you should buy Timmy's cards. Timmy's gift cards. That, that's, a gym, that's a gym gift, I think. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, oh, crap, I forgot to get them a gift until Christmas. Yeah. I'm on my way. The only thing that's open is Tim Hortons. Let me stop and get some gift cards kind of gift. That's it. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good. What should Jim get his uh, lady friend's parents? Um... I know what I get my personal parents. I just go to Costco and I get one of those mug sets. What's that? With the chocolate and stuff. By the way, this is Probation Mike, if you guys remember. Hey, Probation Mike. How's yeah, probation going, fun. buddy? Uh, it's long gone now, so I'm just just uh, working. Yep. Your gift to your parents every year is not being in jail. That's right. I love it. You're keeping it on the straight and narrow? Yes, sir. Atta boy. Good yeah, stuff. Man. So a mug full of chocolate from Costco. Yeah, it's like a, a brand called like God Via or whatever. It's really delicious chocolate. How about chocolate. Godiva? What's that? Is it Godiva chocolates? I guess so. I yeah. Just pick it up and I give God it Via. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, yeah, that's good chocolate, man. That's okay. a popular yep. brand name. And my dad likes to smoke this stuff. So my mom likes the cups. My dad likes the chocolate. <laughs> Hey, FM 96. Hey, Jim. Yo. What's train Jim, wreck here. What's Jim uh, buying uh, a train wreck? Oh, They're all coming out of the woodwork, Jim, to give <laughs> you advice. for. Okay, train wreck Randy. What should Jim get his girlfriend's uh, parents for Christmas? One week maid service. Maid service for a week. And is this yeah. Jim wearing a French maid's outfit? or <laughs> If he wants to do it himself. <laughs> and that could be taken as an insult, though. If you yeah. get a... like. We, I got you a cleaning lady because obviously you guys can't handle it yourselves. Your house is a mess. Now, this is something I would love. You know, it's like you buy yeah. somebody something that you would appreciate, but right. I think they got it wrapped up. Hey, FM 96. 
Hey there, just called in for Jimbo's uh, shopping thing with yeah. his uh, girlfriend. Just saying, I don't ha- I really have a solid suggestion. I would just be a crumb mindful that he doesn't put more thought and consideration to her parents' gifts than he does for his own mom. Get your mom something nicer than her mom. And get Maybe her something nicer crazy. than both of them. Maybe. You know, I've got four kids, and if my son got something more thoughtful, I don't care about the price tag, more thoughtful for his girlfriend's parents than he did for us, I feel a little bit taken for granted. I could see that. Yeah, but, like, I'm new. Like, they they still like me in the in my girlfriend's family. Like, I'm, like... The new guy. Interesting. Your mom knows what she's got. Yeah, I'm old news in the Kelly household. Hi, FM 96. Hi, is this Jim? Yep. Hi, this is Carol. Christmas Carol. (laughs) Hey, Carol. Hey, I had a suggestion for Jim to buy his lady friend's parents. Yeah, what do you think, Carol? Maybe like a, I don't know, like an album, Jingle Bell Rock, but the sexy version. (laughs) You know how it goes. That jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Uh huh. Like that one. Uh huh. That's sexy. Would love it. So sexy, Carol. Do oh, you think it'd be weird you. if I gave them a something that had to do with sex, though, or sexiness? Uh, it may spice the conversation up, if you will. Everyone does it. How do you think they made your girlfriend? Right. <laughs> Adoption. <laughs> they would be stark. I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> bye, fake Christmas, Carol. Bye, bye. And we have our first new mayoral scandal with Ed Holder in office. This did not take long. An FM 96 listener has sent us uh, an incriminating video involving the new mayor. Jim, do you want to explain what's going on here? Yes, it's a CTV news story. Just talking about Ed's first day, or I should say, Mr. Mayor Ed Holder's first day in office, going through the uh, the routine. There's a shot of him in the office filling out some paperwork mm-hmm. uh, during the CTV news report. And while he's filling it out, something a little suspicious is going on. Okay. Look closely at what he's writing, Taz. All right. Helping those in need, getting transit services into the city's industrial areas, <laughs> and job <laughs> He's using invisible ink! <laughs> What? You can't have that. We need transparency. <laughs> but not too much transparency yeah. that we can't see through the ink. That's right. Yeah. The ink is completely clear. What's he doing? <laughs> so there's basically, he's sitting at his desk and he's writing something, what seems to be writing something on a on page. On a pad of paper. Yeah, yeah. But then it zooms in and he, it's, I don't know if it's a pen that doesn't have the ink thing pushed out or yeah, what's the, going on. The pen, he didn't click the pen. It's not, the pen isn't even... Engaged, so yeah. he's writing with a pen that does has no ink. Yes, and obviously the CTV people are like, "Hey, we need some B-roll, Ed. Yeah, can you sit at your desk and make it look like you're writing stuff?" But then, what? Why would the cameraman zoom in on the piece of paper? Yeah, and clearly let everybody know that he's faking. Yeah, it's one thing to zoom in, but during the in the editing bay, do you not see it looks like he's a crazy person writing down <laughs> absolutely nothing? <laughs> it's like he grabbed a twig off the front lawn of City Hall and just started. I'm writing the mayor's decree. <laughs> yeah, I'm passing laws. <laughs> Well, I guess it could have been worse. Maybe he could, he could have been using a real pen, and they just said, make it look like you're writing something, and he starts drawing penises on his pad of paper, <laughs> and then they zoom in on that. 
<laughs> Wait, like CTV, what are you doing? You're trying to make the new mayor look stupid. How does that not get caught? Maybe maybe they literally ha- didn't have any other footage and they had to put something in, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you're screwed. This news report needs to be three minutes long. We've yeah. only got two and a half minutes. So put in 30 seconds of him writing with a pen that doesn't work. <laughs> and zoom in on the pen so everybody knows that uh, that he's not actually writing anything. <laughs> You gotta post that video on the FM ninety six Facebook fan page. Okay, I will. Hilarious. As far as mayoral scandals go, here in London, Ontario, this one not so bad. Mm-hmm. We'll take it. 